listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, Pet Life Radio proudly presents DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us. From ski joring and mushing to racing, agility, and competition, this is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. We'll hear from the leading sports dog show stars that are at the top of their game, learning training tips and get the scoop on their secrets to success. So put your paws together and give a tail-wagging welcome to your DSPN host, Lori Williams. Hi, everyone, and welcome to DSPN, the Dog Sports and Parts Network here on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Laurie Williams. I'm director and uh, training supervisor for Pump and Iron Canine Fitness and Learning Center located in Fredericksburg, Virginia. But I know most of you can probably remember me from Greatest American Dog, which aired on CBS last summer. I start on it with my little Maltese, Andrew, who ended up being runner up. But I will tell you, I have the most exciting show for you today. We are going to do a update on all of the greatest American dogs. And, and that's what I call them. Every single one of the dogs are the greatest American dogs. Not just one, all 12. And we're going to catch up with a few of them today. Catch up, dish a little bit. All of our contracts are up, so you might get a better information than you've gotten before. Some juicy details. But we will come back right after this short message and get right into it. Our first up is going to be Elon Higgins. You remember her with Kenji, that beautiful giant schnauzer. So stay right there we'll be back in just a moment dspn the dog sports and performance network will be right back with more exciting action and biting commentary right after this quick time out it's time for school for you and your friends your furry best friends Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host, Pia Silvani, teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to teacherspetsessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Silvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com Coast to coast and around the world, it's all Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do, and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore, every week on demand. This is the place for a special paparazzi treat, only on PetLifeRadio.com.
Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready for game time with your DSPN host, Lori Williams. Welcome back to DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. I'm your host, Laurie Williams, and today is going to be probably my most fun interview so far. I'm catching up with all of my greatest American dog buddies, some of them who I haven't seen for a year. Now, you remember our show last year on CBS. I know you guys watched it. We got 10 million viewers for the first couple of weeks. So if you're a dog lover, I know you were sitting center stage watching. Anyway, I'm going to catch up with a few of them. First, I'm going to catch up with Elon Hagens. She was the cute girl with the huge dog, the big giant schnauzer, who, in my opinion, were ousted way too early. But we'll talk a little bit more about that. Elon, welcome to the show. Hi. I'm glad it, to be it, able it to so catch up with everybody. I know. It's so good to talk to you. I know you and I have chatted you know, via email a few times, but we haven't seen each other in over a year, and I miss you guys. I know I miss you guys too. It's definitely been a, and I'll know, tell it's you, been a crazy year. It has been a crazy year, and and I'm so glad. I wanted to talk to you first because you were one of the teams, you and Kenji, that I felt really did not get a chance to really show what you guys have to offer. So I want to give you that opportunity. We'll talk a little bit about the show, but even more importantly, we want to talk about some of the great things that you've done in the last year. I know this has been a crazy year for you, just like for all the rest of us, very kind of whirlwind, you know, here and there and being pulled different directions. But first, before we go any further, how is Kenji doing? Kenji is wonderful. She is still um, the same crazy dog that everybody in America saw before, except for she has 30 more pounds on her. So before when she was at the show, she was everybody saying, oh, she's big as you are and stuff like that. But, no, truly, now she is truly big as I am because she was 68 pounds when the doctor weighed her, when Dr. A weighed her, and now she's about 90, 95, and just a force to be reckoned with, definitely. She's huge. And so, and that's well, one of the biggest you know, things about her growth. She is the gorgeous giant schnauzer. I, and I want to, you know, talk a little bit about that. I know you got her from a very long-standing, very reputable kennel that has produced dozens and dozens of champion giant schnauzers throughout the years. And, you know, it really did show because she's absolutely gorgeous. And, and I do really wish that people had gotten a chance to see her a little bit longer. But um, And the greatest thing is you did all the grooming yourself, which completely blew me away. She was impeccably groomed. But, uh, you know, so... Have you kept in contact with the breeder? Was the breeder happy to see you that you were on the show? And, you know, has she kept in touch with you? Well, yeah, after the show, um, the breeder definitely, uh, Sylvia Scanson in the Scanson's Kennel, uh, <laughs> she is an older lady who has been breeding uh, these giants, brought them actually to the U.S. Um, from Germany and all their other different countries and brought them here and basically introduced the breed to the U.S. And she was very flattered okay. that, you know, Kenji made the show. And the biggest thing about it is she is like, wow, she's so fun and she's so beautiful. <laughs> and one thing about Kenji is that she was actually not, you know, people ask me, do I know her? Do I do this with her? She, with um, the breeder that I used, her bloodlines are so wonderful that you cannot tell that Kenji is a, you know, a dog with a fault, so, you know, so to speak. She's not the right. perfect, you know, example of a giant schnauzer. 
but she is gorgeous. And um, one of the best things about the breed with her breeding these wonderful dogs is that you can actually not tell the faults. It takes a lot to be able to tell the faults. And so if Kenji wasn't, um, you know, limited liability with the, you know, with the whole AKC thing where she can't breed and everything, I would definitely have loved to see how she did on confirmation. But, you know, there's right. some other things that a great, yeah. you know, dog can do like that. So and that's a lot of work, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I definitely, yeah, definitely do know that. Yeah, Sylvia's definitely contacted us, and we are going to be um, on the Giant Schnauzer calendar for that Sylvia puts out every year. And so, and that's oh. really good because, you know, people, she wants a fun picture, not just a regular, you know, picture of Kenji, which I have so many of her profile and doing other kinds of, you know, stoic, nice, regal-looking Giant Schnauzer poses, but... You know, definitely said right. her something really fun. And so and I was very flattered, to, you know, to have her. You know, she is the number one breeder in the country, has bred more dogs of one breed than any person in the in the whole entire world. So I was very right. flattered. Right, right. She's very dedicated. Very she's dedicated very dedicated. Breeder. I'll tell you, here's what's neat about this is, you know, Kenji is probably the most famous giant schnauzer ever in this country. And what I mean by that is she was seen by 10 million people. You know what I mean? There might be yeah. champions, but people don't know their names and people don't know, you know, dog show champions unless they are in the dog show, you know, game. If they're, you know, yeah. if they are in that fancy and they actually show dogs, they may know. But I'll tell you, a lot more people will know Kenji's name than anywhere. It's, it's funny because I actually was somewhere at a dog show and, and some peace person there and they said, oh my gosh, you know, she has most famous Maltese ever and it was at a show so that person said oh and she said this dog's like one of the top show dogs names and the lady looks at her and goes uh no this is Andrew uh greatest American dog television it was just funny like you got to put it into perspective so even though Kenji wasn't a show dog or isn't a show dog she was shown to more people than probably any giant schnauzer ever truthfully so definitely and that's one of the biggest things with Kenji yeah, is that she's so, nobody, that's one of the reasons why I actually got onto the show is that people literally in the streets of Portland, Oregon, stop me, pull their cars over um, on a daily basis, and I cannot actually get anywhere. If I go downtown to any kind of a festival, I'm telling you, if I paid a dollar a pet or a dollar a question, I'd be a really rich woman because the first question that people ask is, what is she? And so it was really right. good to be able to expose the breed that nobody has really seen. I mean, there's You're giants right. out there, but it's definitely one of those breeds that people, most people here in Oregon, and the kennel is only in California, so you'd think there'd be a lot over here. <laughs> most people have never, ever seen a giant schnauzer, and so no. now it's really special to be able to showcase her. And so even though she was a you know, straight-up puppy at the time, it's just great mm-hmm. to get you know, other people to know that there are other breeds out there, other breeds for people besides you know, common dogs. So that was one of my best Well, she represents it very well. I think she represented the breed very well. Not only that, she was very true to her breed in a lot of ways, which, oh my gosh, and this yeah. is something that we'll talk about a, a little bit deeper, which, you know, kind of was used against you in some ways, which, you know, you it know was. right away that that was not, you know, you and I talked about that while we were there, and I was trying to give yeah. you some hints, don't let this, and don't let because I knew that's what they were going to do, and unfortunately, that was because, you know, the show was run by people and the judges who really did not know the breeds. They did not so at all. What, was one, what would you say is one of the things that you felt they totally mischaracterized Kenji or something that you would have liked to explain or educate the public, because that's kind of what we, I know you 
and I and several of the other members of the cast were hoping we would get to educate the public about our breeds and about dog training and our methods and stuff. And we didn't really get to do that. But what would you say is the one message that you weren't able to show or something that you wanted to clear up or, or explain? Is there any one particular thing that you would you know wish that you could have gotten a chance to do? Yeah. Well, one of the biggest things, I, and it's not just because my breed is Kenji, a giant breed, a breed meant to protect and to serve as a police dog in countries. And, you know, compared to a to a German Shepherd, this dog is, you know, it has a pretty ferocious uh, background and, you know, has a background of not being dog friendly and, you know, just, you know, with, with dogs who are bully breeds, protective breeds, they always have a stigma put on them. And I mean, uh, I literally, I know this because people walk on the other side of this street <laughs> from me all the time and I have the sweetest dog who would come up and lick their face and try not to get her to jump right. on them kind of thing. But one of the biggest right. things with having a 12-month-old giant schnauzer or having a five-month dog, a two-year-old dog, I don't care what kind of dog is, what age <laughs> it is, dogs will be dogs. And right. dogs are not perfect. If your dog craps on a floor, so what? If your dog jumps on somebody, so what? It's not the end of the world. If your dog jumps on a table, eats your food, so what? Because you know what? Later on in life when your dog has passed away, you'll be laughing and you'll be peeing your pants laughing so hard at remembering those experiences those funny moments in the in the part of your dog's life, the short period of life that they have, that, you know, brought right. a smile to your face. And those memories are endless, and they will last forever, and they are priceless. And you know what? I wouldn't do Absolutely. anything in this world. I wouldn't pay a million dollars to, you know, have Kenji be a perfect dog when she's six months old. Well, there's no such I thing. I feel like, <laughs> you know, there's no such thing as a perfect dog, first of all. And so... That's number one, is that dogs will be dogs, and Kenji uh, it was a, a young dog who was extremely, mm-hmm. extremely socialized, and for some mm-hmm. reason, she got the, she gave the vibe that she was not a socialized dog, and I don't think right. that, is that she wasn't, it wasn't that she was socialized, it's that, listen here, we have 12 dogs of all different breeds, all different personalities, the owners, you don't know how right. any dog will act in any no. environment, new environment whatsoever. Kenji, the worst right. thing I could say about Kenji that I noticed for the first time is that when she got in this environment that she had to share everything. She had no, she couldn't lay in the bed with me because the bed right. wasn't big enough. There wasn't a dog bed that was even big right. enough in that house for her to right. have. And, you know, right. she touched around the other dogs and seeing how David was treated, I definitely protected Kenji a lot from that. And I was not able to really, you know, let her be herself because you were constantly no, and any little step you make in that house is definitely, oh, gosh, her dog's doing this, her dog's doing No, my dog is a puppy, and she did show me signs of, for the first time on the show, resource guarding. And I remember I asked you that. I go, right, she has never done right. this. And how do I get right. rid of it kind of thing? And that's just because, you know, dogs, And she probably hasn't done it since. She hasn't done well, it much, but a if a dog is a dog, yeah. a dog is a dog, if they're at a dog park and there's one ball and she wants to protect that one ball from 30 other dogs coming around at her mouth biting at her to take it off, a dog is going to be a dog and probably discipline another dog. It's just, it's just natural. So <laughs> I don't blame, you know, well, her for doing anything a- wrong. Well, that wasn't a, you know, the environment was pretty much set up for things to happen and to go wrong. Yeah, I, oh, I've goodness. gotten yeah. a lot of people through the last year saying, is there going to be a second season? And I always knew. I knew <laughs> when I was driving away. <laughs> I knew when we were, I was driving away that night after the finale, they're never going to do this again. Because, oh, my goodness. You know, it, no. There was just no way. But having said that, the environment was set up for dogs to fail 
versus for dogs to thrive, you know, and, you know, of course, I was criticized tremendously for overprotecting Andrew. Luckily, no, I, I was Kendi able to too. pick him up. You did. Yeah. You just couldn't pick her up. You know what I mean? You you definitely yeah. did protect her. And, I protected um, her and her, her, her mind. Yeah, I felt right. like you I did a great really job, and you did. You did a great job. I mean, you. you know, all the conditions were set up, were stacked against, you know, not, I mean, all the dogs, but particularly the dogs that were younger, and particularly Definitely. the dogs that are, you know, a little bit more rambunctious. I mean, it, it was stacked against. And I knew that when I walked in and saw all the food and toys laying around, you know, I run a dog <laughs> daycare. You don't let food and toys everywhere. That's number no, if you one. Want, no, that is you do not. That's one. number one. That is number one. And I was like, you want to see a dog who, who's never fight, fight? Here, put him in the house with 12 strange dogs, all their owners. It was just a total setup. And, and so that almost it was frustrating. It really was it frustrating. It was frustrating. I know it was. Yeah. And I'll tell you, you've moved on from there. We all have. I, I want to focus a little bit, too, on what you've been doing since then. You know, gosh, there's some exciting things that I already know about. So tell me some of the things that you and Kenji have been doing. I mean, this is, you know, DSPM. You know, I, I talk about a lot of dog sports. You've got to tell everybody about the dog sport that you and Kenji have gotten into lately. Well, one of the we have done, one of the things that the show never showed um, was that I am, I have no kids, but my dogs are definitely like my kids, meaning that, if they're bored at home, I'm going to do activities with them and activities that I can meet people and who are, you know, dog-like mind like we are and that my dogs right. can, you know, get exercise at the same time. So besides dog diving, fly ball, you name it, recently we've got a scooter, a dog scooter. I've always been really interested in um, the sport of sledding, mushing. Um, it's a really primitive sport. It's a sport where nobody in America would really understand um, unless they really studied a little bit about the sport and, you know, got into the kind of the mindset of the sport. And so one of the things that I did was I contacted um, Cascade Sled Dog Association, which is my local sled dog association. And what they do is um, they're, a, you know, dog, obviously a dog-oriented or organization that, you know, is with dog sledding. But one of the things that people do during dog sledding off-season is they do scootering with dogs. And that it can be done on the trail. Uh, it can be done anywhere on the street even, not that you want to run your dog on asphalt. But um, right. that's one of the biggest things that me and Kenji have started. And we actually went to a camp out and we learned how to we hooked Kenji up to her first scooter um, through a ski drawer belt. And for the first time, Kenji got into work mode and she pulled me three miles up hills down the trails. And I'm telling wow. you, this was the most... It's thrilling thing I've ever done because nobody realized how fast dogs can run and that oh dogs God. are the are one the only animal who can travel, you know, a hundred miles in a day while, wow. you know, pulling somebody on a sled. They they can travel, you know, cover the most land over any other animal by far. And wow. so this has always been a really big interest to me. So I can't have five dogs right now on my property and hook up a sled or, you know, scooter. Right. I would, trust me, I really want to, and I, I do have a future somewhere in that. But um, scootering has definitely been fun. We went and purchased a scooter, and I have had such a great time. I mean, Kenji has had such a great time. On our first run, our second, my first one was my own scooter. I mean, mm -hmm. it was not the best conditions. It was definitely 70 degrees. But this dog, she definitely loves the sport. And so That's hopefully great. I can, you know, borrow a dog or two. <laughs> but, um, you know, in the future and hook her up. But it's not her. We'll do a couple competitions and races this season. But um, actually tomorrow morning at 5 a.m., so in like 13 hours from now, actually at 2 a.m. 2 this morning, I'll be leaving um, Portland. 
and I uh-huh. will be going to uh, Sisters, Oregon, and I will begin fall training with an Iditarod sled dog uh, racing wow. kennel. And I will be actually learning um, with a girl named Rachel Skidaris and her father um, and their whole team um, who has run the Iditarod multiple times, and she's actually um, a blind musher. And and she's been all over news and been voted Women of the Year and a whole yeah, bunch of Yeah, she's awards. pretty famous in that, in the sled dog she's world. She's extremely famous. And so, and she's only less than three hours away from me. So now I have the opportunity to go every week if I want, which I will, and I'm, you know, set on this. And, That's- you know, early in the morning, five o'clock in the morning, get up, start training dogs, learning about, you know, not just pet type of dogs, but this right. dog, which is Alaskan Husky, which is a very, very primitive breed. And I really, yes. I don't know, I guess I've been noticing that I have a, you know, a kind of attraction towards breeds like Kenji, who is really primitive, you know, as a yes. straight up dog. It's not, you right. know, a lab who's been, you know, bred to be the sweet little lovable lab, but these are dogs who are working dogs. These are dogs right. who are not going to be in your home to be pets. And, right. you know, to, to deal with a hundred of them, they have a wow. hundred at their kennel. And to be, you know, pulled possibly on a sled by, you know, 12 to 16 of them, the power of dogs are amazing. And I am, like, so excited that I cannot wait to work with these people. I've been talking about it. Read, I've probably read about 20 books over this past year since Greatest American Dog. And actually, um, Rachel Scuderis, they actually have a book out, too, called No End in Sight. And it's about her journey as a blind um, musher and, you know, her journey to be qualified to be an Iditarod because it took a lot to have a girl who has a handicap to be sure. allowed to do this sport. You know, Iditarod, less people have uh, finished and raced Iditarod and have climbed Mount Everest, and it's called the toughest wow. race on Earth for a reason because these dogs have survived in temperatures that are negative 80 degrees or negative 100 degrees, the worst temperatures on the face of the Earth. But they're alive still to this day, and their breed is still improving. And so I am definitely huge and big on genetics, and, you know, that's why I got Kenji because their genes are good. And I know you are really big on good genes, too. And yeah, so yeah, that's one of the biggest things that, you know, with sled dogs breeders, I mean, these people know some crazy, crazy stuff, and doctors have really been looking at this breed because, again, dogs can tell us so much even about us as they humans certainly about the evolution and you know, and I'm well, just really, I, I'm I was so shocked. excited about it. I, I was shocked to hear that, to that sport, because you don't normally hear, you know, people with giant schnauzers. But I'll tell you, when I really started to think about it, I was, I was like, well, no, I'm not, sh- you're a very outdoorsy person. Not like very. me. <laughs> not me. I'm, I'm, very. I'm like metropolitan, indoor, you know, give me room service type. But you are, you were always so, you know, outdoorsy and, you know, and I, I guess growing up in Oregon, you kind of, maybe you have to be, I don't know. But that was, that was one of the things I admired so much about you. So I'm so glad to hear that you have gotten into that sport. And, and I will tell you, I would definitely love to have you come back and talk, you know, we'll do a whole show on scootering and sled dog because I haven't had that yet, and we definitely need to, to focus on that sport here on DSPN. I, I want to hit as many different sports and activities that you can do with your dog. But most yeah, importantly, definitely. I'm so glad that our listeners can hear how well you're doing, that, you know, there's a few of us that were on that show that really went on that show because we want great relationships with our dogs. There were many of us that were not there for the money, and I know that might sound, you know, 
cliche is to you know someone who's just listening in. But there were those of us who we just wanted to hang out and be with our dogs, and and you're still doing it, and that's the proof is is right there. You the proof you know, is in the pudding. I mean, yeah, that's huge proof. That's yeah, you're proof. still so doing it. People told me weird stuff. Yeah, I'm doing it. People told me, oh, that kind of, you know, I looked on some blogs once or twice, and people said, oh, I guarantee she's going to sell her dog right after this show. She doesn't even like her dog kind of thing. (laughs) You know, I laugh. I laugh because I'm like, oh, if you only knew how my dogs have manipulated my whole entire life from relationships (laughs) with men, relationships with men, (laughs) to my friends, to my work, my job, I refuse to work a full week because I miss my dogs too much. And that's just... The gist of it. I'd rather right. live in a shack with a, a yard than work six, seven days a week making millions of dollars because that's not going to make me happy and, in the long know, run. And I know that about you, and I always knew that about you. And, uh, you know, I do wish that you had gotten a chance, you and Kenny, to be on longer. But you know what? When you think about it, when, when we look about really what, you know, the show ended up really being, I mean, it was good that you guys got out unscathed and that you guys are thriving yeah. and doing so well. So proud of you. I'm proud of Kenji. I can't wait to see you guys again. We're gonna definitely have to have to work that out. I'm gonna try to get out to the West Coast myself before yeah, the end of the come, year, so we'll have to definitely hook up. Definitely come. Bring some good dog treats. Kenji will love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she definitely will. Is there any last words you'd like to tell anybody or tell our listeners about just your experience, and let me ask you the, the kind of canned question. You know, would you do it again if you were given a chance? Would you do Greatest American Dog again? Um, would I do Greatest American Dog again? That is a question that I have asked myself, and I actually truly don't know that because um, I have, you know, a couple of dogs, and would I have chosen Kenji because I know after I saw the treatment and just how the setup of the environment is? Um, no, because I actually feel like... Um, I was kind of hindered in a way, you know, I'm one of the few people on the show who has, you know, not received any kind of freebies or, you know, people assume that I get sponsorships and I've gotten free kibble bags and treats galore sent to my house and she's been on marketing and commercials. You know, as much as, you know, everybody thinks that in the public eye, um, we are normal people. And, right. you know, nothing, you should never expect anything out of a reality show. And I guarantee you should never sure. expect anything. I was lucky I even got my dog back after she got lost. <laughs> and, you know, right. I was even lucky to even keep my dog. But one of the biggest things right. I want, you know, I would definitely say, you know, no, at this point in time, I don't know if I would do it because I have not received any benefits. If anything, it has slowed me down. But it has helped me learn about, you know, certain people and it definitely reinforced right. um, my love for dogs because, Nothing, even though it wasn't the best experience, nothing has changed about me. Right. Nothing has changed about my treatment of dogs, and I it made me even a better, stronger person. So, uh, you it know, did. it's, it's it up did. in the air. You know, when you go through things that are kind of like we did, yeah. that only me and you and other castmates can understand, and nobody else can understand right. what we did, then, you know, it's kind of different. Nobody can ever understand what we went through. And so I don't know if I right. do it again, <laughs> but everybody well, I, else is a glamour thing. So. I'm glad you did it because I, we would have never met. And, I, I know. I, you know, my answer has changed through the last year, too. But all in all, I would have to say, you know, for all of us, you know, we are the people that we are today because of being in that show. And not only that, we can give people advice on reality shows that they would not. <laughs> I can advise my friends. I can advise my family members. And, you know, I can let them know what reality shows, how reality shows really are so not real. But 
You've You're done not. great, Elon. I'm so proud Thank of you. you. We will definitely talk again. I'm going to go ahead and let you go. We've got some other castmates to talk to, but thank you so much for participating. I want to thank talk you, to you Lori. again about scootering and dog sledding. You take care. Give Kenji a big hug for me. And, I and will. You've done a great job. So you too. To, thank you, and I'm pleased to know you. So I'm going to go ahead and let you go. Listen, everybody, we will be back right after these short messages. Bye, Elon. We'll talk to you soon. We'll be right back. Bye. ESPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network, will be right back with more exciting action and biting commentary right after this quick timeout. Give your dog some thought. With Dog Thoughts, it's the iPhone application that everyone's talking about. What do you think of this? A man in Davis, California says he's invented an application for the iPhone that claims it can read your dog's mind. Huh? No, it's true. Now, I read about it on my cat's Twitter page. That's why. Jay Leno talked about it, CBS reported on it, and now you can see what all the buzz is about. Created just for dog lovers, Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun. Shake your dog and read his mind. <gasps> on your iPhone, of course. Take a pic of your pup, shake your phone, and watch as his thoughts appear on the screen. Does he have a bone to pick with you, or is he having a tail-wagging day? Get your Dog Thoughts iPhone app today. Just 99 cents. Go to PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. That's PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place with Win With Dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to Win With Dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and Win with Dogs. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, 
Welcome back to DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready for game time with your DSPN host, Lori Williams. Welcome back to DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network, here on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Laurie Williams, and today we are catching up with some of the cast of Greatest American Dog. It aired last summer on CBS. And right now, I have Teresa Hanula, who was on the show with her wonderful, smart, amazing border collie, Leroy. Hi, Teresa. How are you? Hey, Laurie. I wish I had a smart Maltese, but um, we were lucky enough to come in fourth after uh, Andrew. Uh, 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 uh. Well, Andrew and Leroy are probably seeing each other more since we've been back from the show than we actually saw on the show. For our listeners, Teresa and I both live in Virginia. Teresa, what, we live about maybe 45 minutes away from each other? Yeah, yeah, we don't get together nearly enough, but we have gotten together quite a bit, so... Never enough time. um, There is never enough. But Andrew went to Leroy's fifth birthday party, and Leroy attended Andrew's seventh birthday party, and they've done a few other fun events together. So, you know, we definitely, and we talk a lot. I probably know more of what's going on with you and Leroy, but I want you to get a chance to let everybody else know about some of the great things you've done in the past year. But before we get to that, I've already talked to um, a couple of other big cast, and you know, just to kind of go back a little bit, you already mentioned that you and Leroy came in fourth place. So just talking about the show and, and your experience on the show, you know, what is is there any one particular thing that you felt the show definitely got wrong or misrepresented you and Leroy or something that you'd like to clear up or just anything that oh, briefly you'd like, you'd like to share? Okay. <laughs> one thing. I know there's probably a list um, of the <laughs> I do think that the show definitely misrepresented me as a little bit sort of too mean or getting too frustrated with my dog. I mean, every dog owner knows that you have your good and your bad moments. And I kind of feel like they just showed um, every one of my bad moments and none of my good moments. Because I just ran into somebody out on a walk with Leroy, and they're like, oh, they were always showing you making faces and telling your dog to shut up. And, I mean, we we drive each other crazy. We spend so much time together that we do drive each other crazy. But at the same time, we all know that our dogs don't speak English. So (laughs) he really doesn't quite know what shut up means. And um, (laughs) But, you know, it was a good learning experience because I did somewhat realize that, wow, maybe I do say that a lot. You know, they definitely pull that out to make it seem like I said it a lot more, but I've been a lot more conscious of it, you know, from my perspective now. And, you know, the one big episode that I do think that they misrepresented us was the Snarl Bands. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they made it just look like I was almost like torturing the poor dog when Mm -hmm. the Snarl Bands are something that is approved for use on on sets. You know, for this instance, they'd wish that they'd had more time to get to know the dog you know, for the dog to get to know the snarl bands, which is if right. it were used like a movie right. set, he would have had more time. But since it was sure. greatest American dog set, more time is <laughs> never an option with them. <laughs> oh, no, definitely so, not. Definitely you know, not. they didn't have well, time to get used to anything that we did with them. You know, and they, they didn't show right. that any of the times he was trying to get used to it. I was trying to give him chicken and treats and playtime. Sure. And of course the way that they edit it, all that got cut out and it just shows me. Of being, course. Kind of well, wanted to clear that you know, up. One of the things and, that, you know. and I'm glad you did because one of the other things that, you know, that definitely pertain to, to Leroy and um, a few of the other dogs, 
you know, Leroy's a professional. You know, Leroy had done many shoots, many different, you know, he's used to working. You know, he was, you know, you've already done those things. He, he was kind of represented as, you know, this poor little pet. You know, Leroy's a professional, you know. Yeah, well, they were acting like I put all this pressure on him when, yeah, you're right, he has done a bunch of shoots and he's used to almost you have to learn on the fly because doing anything, any kind of studio work, it's never what you expect. And your dog has to be good at learning how to learn new things quickly. And that's one of the things, I mean, I've, you know, I've, I definitely tried very hard not to read the message boards and, and blogs because I was just like, you know, people, you just really have no idea. If you had all the information and then you looked at what you wrote, you would feel really foolish. But the thing about it is they, they want it to represent the dogs as being, you know, just plucked out of our family homes. When, you know, quite a few of the dogs were professionals that, that they work, you know, and they do all this work and they do studio shoots and they do commercials and they they are in films and you know and that i think if people had had that information they would have been able to look at it a little bit differently but that's not the way the producers in the show wanted to depict because there were definitely some dogs that didn't have any experience and yeah, they, they would have right away no, the same bar exactly and that would have right away just kind of you know blown the show out of the water <laughs> okay why would you have a dog that's you know been in movies and you know on tv competing against a dog that is a puppy and hasn't been in anything. Yeah. Hello, the, you know, exactly. where's the, you know. So anyway, so they made the story that they wanted to make. But that was one of the things I definitely wanted to, to get out about Leroy. You know, Leroy was, you know, Leroy's used to working. And, and I have to say, I mean, I've told tons of people how much you love Leroy. Leroy is your child. I know you would probably split open a vein for that. <laughs> you know, so well, Sundays is our day since he's my son, so that day is for him, and we do exactly. things together. You do everything for him. Your world revolves around him. You know, he's, hope your boyfriend's not listening. He's <laughs> probably the love of your life. <laughs> yeah, but, no, you know, he and is. That, <laughs> and, you know, I'd rather spend more time with him than trying to prove to people that he is my life, you know, like let people think what they will. Everybody's always going to have their own opinions and people will take whatever little thing they want, both good and bad and blow it out of the water. Absolutely. You know, I think you guys did a great job on the show, you know, given the circumstances that we were all put in. And I tell you, I've not met a single person who believed that when you guys were eliminated, that that was fair. Everybody knows that was so not fair, how they just kept Oh, jeez, you know, God, at this point, you're right, like, not, none of the dogs, it's not put head-to-head. You know, you have, like you said, older dogs, younger dogs, experienced dogs, like, first-time pet owners, you know, right. dogs coming from, like, 10, 12 dog households, so of course they're going to know how to have, you know, better behavior around groups of dogs, and the whole thing was just not, you know, I guess that our episode just kind of illustrated that you just can't compete in that world. Well, you can't compete when there's not a set criteria, when it changes exactly. with the wind. And But that was so <laughs> funny. It was like, okay, if you if you run out of the this area, then you're going to be disqualified. Oh, but wait, maybe that's not what the objective is. Maybe you know, I was like, oh, come on. But it the was end of the funny. Contest, let's change it. No redos. <laughs> let's just change the rules. And it's now fun. we change our winner. And, oh, what can you do? I know. <laughs> you learn I know. I, I, yeah. <laughs> but having said all that, I asked Elon this question too. You know, now given everything that you know, everything that we've been through in this past year, and I definitely want to get to a lot of that because you guys have done some really cool, exciting things. Would you do the show again? Would you do it all over again? Oh, unfortunately, yes, I would. <laughs> I would because you had. <laughs> That's my six, I would take things a little bit differently, and I wouldn't be. You know, I wouldn't take anything anybody else said so seriously, and I would just. <laughs> 
you know, go with the wind, just like they did. And it was six weeks with nothing else to do but focus on your dog. All that undivided attention, and I would go in it with not, you know, with just kind of a fuzzy mindset, saying we're just going to have fun, and that's it. I don't even care a damn about competing. Let him swim in the swimming pool. You know, he gets brushed every day. He gets the best of the best treats out there. And, And we did. We made some really good friendships and met a lot of cool people. That it kind yes. of shapes us into who we are today, and if we didn't do Absolutely. that, you know, who knows where we would be today? And we, we I, I agree. Good with the bad. Absolutely, so. I agree. And you guys have you've gotten you know some pretty cool opportunities since the show. It, to let you know, go ahead and let's tell our listeners some of the things that you've gotten and some of the things that you've done and some of Leroy's endorsements. Okay. He's had some cool things. Yeah, he um, well, he got an endorsement with Stella and Chewy's Dog Food, which I mm-hmm. think is just a fabulous company. So that's something I don't know that we would, you know, before the show that we would have been able to gain an endorsement like that, or that mm-hmm. I would have been able to afford to feed him that kind of food. So right. not alone, he got to eat top of the line, and he looks great, and he's healthy. Mm-hmm. And then we got also an endorsement with Pup Gear corporation which makes the doggy potty grass the pup grass for house training and they make ramps make it safer for dogs to get in and out of swimming pools and on and off of boats so with them we actually traveled down to fort lauderdale and orlando in orlando we did a global pet expo and then we were did a photo shoot on a three-bedroom yacht definitely not something that we had been able to do before that i'm sitting there thinking you know i'm 30 something and i've never (laughs) been on a yacht and he's six years old, running around like he owns this yacht. You know, 12 <laughs> hours on a yacht, what a work day. <laughs> exactly. um, we did get to go down to Texas for three days, and we taught some trick workshops down with Bill's um, dog training group. We got to go okay. out to Costa Mesa, spend some time with Laura Nativo, also doing mm-hmm. um, another trade show with Pup Gear. We got right. to do, we were on the morning show with Mike and Juliet in New York City in yes. March. That one, that one was just really a lot of fun. We got to go, um, we stayed right in Times Square, and we got a fabulous mm-hmm. picture of Leroy holding a stay, not How running cool. out of any circles, because he's <laughs> in the middle of Times Square holding right. a stay. And, um, you know, on that trip, we met Trace Atkins, the country singer. You know, oh, we wow. met Michael, Mike and Juliet, and we got to stay in a cool hotel, and they let Leroy sit at the bar and gave him <laughs> water martinis. <That's laughs> so he pretty much got funny. to sit there and drink water out of martini glasses at the bar. So That's he's definitely, funny. you know, turning into a little pet human. What else? More recently, we just did a cover shoot for Nora Jones's new album that's coming out oh, in November. Yeah. Wow. So he's going to be on there with several other dogs. So it's not just him, okay. but we got to meet, from that photo shoot, we got to meet Disney Shaggy Dog, the Bearded Collie. So oh, you just okay. never know where each kind of little adventure takes you. And that's right. um, Yeah, this weekend, Sunday, we're traveling to Vegas for another pet trade show. Mm-hmm. And I think the furthest we have booked out is he's doing a community pet expo in McLean, Virginia, in October. Okay. So he's going to okay. be doing four shows that day, you know, just to kind of stay in tune with audiences, always getting out and trying to meet new people. And right. those kinds of shows, you know, there's lots of kids, so we're always trying to be working on something and, sure, you know, getting him socialized with that and, you know, just kind of hope more things come our way and you just never know. In addition to that, um, you guys, I know, have done some great charity events and functions and raised some money for, you know, some Jinchu Rage for the Animal Cancer Fund. Oh, my I know God, yeah, that one's the, coming uh, up, too. I keep forgetting. Yeah, we did, for Animal Cancer, we did the doggy pool party. But we're also going to mm-hmm. be helping at, there's another Animal Cancer Walk coming up September 20th in Fairfax Corner. 
So we're right. going to be judging a few contests there, doing a mile-and-a-half walk, because one of Leroy's friends right before the show, this older beagle that he knew, Bo, died about a week before the oh. show from cancer. Right. Well, so we were, this is we were glad second to, annual. We came walk. to that pool party w- with you. Uh, so you're doing it again this year? This is actually a different, it's another event, but also for animal cancer. This one is going to be okay. walking Fairfax Corner. So oh, okay. there's going to be a DJ and contest and booth. But all the money for that is going to animal cancer, too. It was just sort of, you know, from any opportunities from the show for appearances, we kind of try and pick animal cancer as the charity that we support, just since, you know, that was one that was heavy on our minds right when we left for the show. Well, that you've done a great job. Oh, and also, you were just on QVC, right? Oh, you're better at this than I am, Laurie. (laughs) Yeah, we were in QVC. He's been working partially with this company called My Dog Toys. They're the company Mm -hmm. that made Wubba's. It's two brothers from Connecticut. And the Wubba Mm -hmm. toy that has two balls and the flappy kind of, you know, strings on it, which you probably saw them playing, a lot of the dogs playing with it on Greatest American Dog. Well, they've come up with a new Mm -hmm. toy that's made with high, you know, high purity rubber, ratio of the toy, organic cotton, 100% cotton rope, and it's a really safe, really durable toy for dogs. So he was on QVC demonstrating it, the cuddle toy, the tug toy, the squeaky toy, and it was only his second live performance ever. So since the show, just this year, we've done our two live performances. Mike and Juliet was live, and this was live, and he did fabulous. So I was so, so very proud of him. And then also I'll be having an article being published in Animal Wellness, coming out mm-hmm. on how to protect your dogs in the entertainment industry. Oh, well, so that's, from all so that's the things a good that we've learned. Exactly. That's kind of something. <laughs> hey, we learned this the hard way, you know. Right. Try and learn from some of the things that we went through and maybe spare your dog any of the details. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It would have been nice if we could have read that before. We went. Yeah, but, exactly. <laughs> but, we, you know, we took one for the team. What are you going to do? But that's great. Exactly. And um, one more thing that I remember that you, wasn't he on the cover of a catalog? Oh, God, yes, he was on the cover. Laura, you're making me look like an idiot. Why can't I remember what my dog said? <laughs> We've just been so busy. Like, literally, probably once a month, he's gotten work. He was yeah. on the cover of In the Company of Dogs, their uh-huh. spring issue, holding this, like, vintage doggy duck toy. And then he's still in the catalogs as they come out, because he was shooting about six different products in the catalog. And mm-hmm. then to remind mm-hmm. you, we're also doing the workshops for Shelf- Potomac Shelby That's Club. Right. So Leroy's okay. going to be doing some six workshops, and Andrew's either going to be doing, you know, rally or small mm-hmm. dog agility. So we're going right. to be, you know, again, reaching back out to the community. Sure. So we've got, yeah, Vegas and the Shelter Club coming up in September, and then cancer in September, the cancer walk, and then the McLean event in October. You guys have done extremely well. I'm glad to let our our listeners know of all the great things you've been doing. And, you know, it, it, even though it, it was a struggle on the show, we, you know, we get it that. Was. and we. You know, we talk about that a lot, but you really have to look at, you know, what's come out of it. And certainly as hard as it was and particularly right after the show, I know that's when the wounds were kind of (laughs) kind of, you know, a little deep. Harder for us emotionally, but dogs are just so much better, you know, than human beings. Like you've always said, they're not going to hold a grudge. They're not going to, you know, say that was hard. I'm going to, you know you know, still kind of pine over that. Leroy's like, all right, does this mean we get to go here? Sure, let's go do this. Any event, he's up for it. So all that extra training we got to do in six weeks, you know, with the freedom comes the responsibility and vice versa. So since we've had the training, I feel we've got to get out there and show other people what they can be doing with their dogs. 
I mean, sometimes it, it, don't you kind of miss that being able to just like write down on a paper what food you want and to like. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'd like some organic Loganberries, only from Trader Joe's. And <laughs> I, I would know. like this type of treat for my dog. And while you're out, can you pick me up a green sweatshirt? <laughs> you Sitting were around, there. Nothing to do. You, you were know? there a long time like I was. So you kind of saw how like in the beginning we got all this great stuff and then it st- started to like. Get less yeah, and less, off. less. And I, I mean, like at the very, very end, it was like Travis and I were like looking in the bare refrigerator, and it was like, okay, the well was dry, but that's kind of funny. Now, I do want to ask you something that definitely you'll understand this. I heard an interview of one of our other castmates, and I'm going to mention who it was, but they were eliminated before the elephant challenge, and this particular okay. castmate was very adamant about. Oh my gosh. I can't believe that. I would not have done that. I can't believe they did that. How how could they? I would have walked off the set. Well, my first response is, yeah, right. Nobody walked perfect. off the set. Everybody can say that afterwards. Not a single of person course. walked off that set long. Nobody walked off, nor would anybody have walked up. So my take on the, I'd love to hear your take on the elephant challenge. When I have a lot of people ask me about that elephant challenge, and I get people all the time at, you know, I did Jilly Charles or wherever I'm at. I wouldn't have done it. Yes, you would have. No, I wouldn't have. Yes, yeah, no, you would have. No, I agree. Yes, you, you would have. Well, we of are course just they like, program, do this. Do, there's a reason they save that challenge till the end. We're day one. We Maybe one of us would have said no, but you know, five days to go. We had five days. Yeah, we had five days to go. We would have said or done whatever they wanted so that we could get back to our normal lives. But at no right. point did that <laughs> elephant ever seem out of control or anything like that. But in our minds, we've been programmed that these people are telling us what to do. We should trust in this cast and crew, of and course. it had just been drilled in and drilled in and drilled in because we didn't have options in any other aspect right. of the show. So, really, the furthest thing from my mind was I can say no and walk off. Like, it never really seemed like an option. It never occurred to me to, well, and then, you know, people have to put this into perspective. Okay, this is a show on a network, very well-respected, long-standing, you know, CBS. Yeah, Are they going to put an elephant in a show that's going to stampede? Kill dogs, kill people. Exactly. No. Come on, this wasn't it's for, you know. It's easier to judge when you're not the one in that is. situation. That yeah. was probably the most docile, well-trained, and w- grew up around dogs elephant. You know what's really funny about that is probably, I don't know if you saw it, maybe it's probably been almost a year ago now, circulating on the internet was this really poignant story about a dog and an elephant. Did you ever see that? It was on YouTube. You know, Anyway, it was an elephant and a dog that had this great relationship. And I kept on like I like pasted it on my Facebook because I was like, look, people, elephants and dogs, you know, this is not a You see a that all the time with like you know, a lot of times you'll see like tiger cubs or other, you know, wild animals and people always just assume that the worst was going to happen and assume that we made the worst decisions. Of course. You know, and like you said, there's dogs and other species that have great relationships with each other. I mean, there's just as much of a chance that a castmate could have gone crazy and, you know, wreak havoc on our dogs. That's true. <laughs> the whole and thing we know was just some... such an unnatural situation to be in. Right. You know, as a viewer, I imagine things look like it was a normal day in a normal house. Right. But it was nothing about it was normal. No. So therefore, we didn't have normal, you know, or typical reactions like anybody else says no. that they would have. You know, right. and if I were a viewer, I might be thinking the same thing. It's just right. really hard to just explain to anybody else. It is. You see such a small sampling. 
You right. know, you don't I, see you, all those times where you're told, be quiet, don't talk all day. <laughs> and you listen. And no, don't yeah, go get I water. Know. No, don't go to that bathroom. No, don't go in the kitchen. <laughs> don't speak. Sit down. It's you know, how so we just funny. Did it? <laughs> yep. They have the reality show formula down to an they art do. form. And if anybody, and CBS is one of the first ones they started with Survivor. Oh, they've got it down. They know exactly well, how to Well, everybody probably it. thinks I would be talking to everybody else about it, about, hey, let's not do this challenge, but they don't know. You don't right. have your radios. You don't have your books. No, you don't have don't. free speech even among each other. You have nothing it. else to do, you kind of diffuse any of your emotions. So all your emotions are just right below the surface. You summed it up well. They think the elephant was dangerous. You know, we were probably more dangerous from some of our castmates. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, but, you know, I'm glad you were able to, um, you know, to do the show with me, Teresa, and to really update people on, on what you and Leroy have been up to. You guys have done extremely well. I'm so proud of you. You've done great. You've t- taken your appearance on this show and, you know, definitely turned it into a positive in your lives. So I congratulate you for that. I I love what you guys are doing. I love hearing about, you know, what Leroy's doing and what you guys are up to. You just need to tell me like a little bit sooner so I can make sure I set my TiVo next time. I'm so mad that I missed the QVC (laughs) thing. We just got to tell me just a little bit bit before, but thanks so much for taking the time. Thank you for having us. us. I'm so Absolutely. glad. I mean, we're 45 minutes away, but we're enough of the show. We probably wouldn't have met. We wouldn't be I doing know, yep. cancer things together. We I wouldn't know. be doing Sheltie Talks together. And, right. you know, we'll keep you posted because we're always doing, like, little visits through, you know, just even our veterinary clinic. We did a visit to the nursing home and brought right. a couple dogs with us. And people just, I mean, they didn't know who we were. They didn't care who he were, who, right. you know, we were, but they were still just as happy. So exactly. we definitely have to keep all of our social and um and charity calendars open to one Definitely. another just to make sure for sure well congratulations on all your success and i know well, you, you and too. i will be talking you soon well, thank you thank you you and i'll be talking soon okay and well hugs to andrew and all your Andrew's other dogs we're all doing great and we'll be seeing what is two more weeks we'll be seeing you andrew yeah, we'll I'll be see, yeah less than that so hopefully yeah we'll bring andrew along and um you know, we know we've got the whole shelter community behind us on one fine yeah. Monday night, and it's to the stars from there. <laughs> yes, definitely. Well, thanks, Teresa. Wow, everyone. We're having so much fun catching up with my greatest American dog castmates, finding out what they're doing, what they've been up to, getting some inside information and inside thoughts about the show. I think we're going to go ahead and continue with this. We're going to come back with another episode of DSPN where I'll talk to some more of our castmates. So thank you all for listening. Remember DSPN, Dog Sports and Performance, it's all about relationships with your dog and find great, fun, exciting, and relationship-building activities that you can do. We'll see you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, Pet Life Radio proudly presents DSPN, the Dog Sports and Performance Network. Get ready to unleash the dog sports enthusiast in all of us. From ski joring and mushing to racing, agility, and competition, this is the place to learn all about the dog sports and activities that you can do with your furry best friend and canine competitor. So get ready for game time. DSPN with your host, Lori Williams, every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.